Hello and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today we'll be talking to Chris Dottoli about voice acting. Well, hello and thank you so much for coming to speak to me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Rosie. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, so do you mind if we start by uh, talking a little bit about yourself so that our audience can get to know you? Uh, I guess. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm uh, Chris Totoli, and I am a full-time professional voice actor. I've been in voice acting uh, professionally for uh, seven years now. Unprofessionally, I would say about maybe 10 years. So Mm -hmm. Uh, actually a lot lot longer than that. I actually have a history of radio broadcasting. So I was a DJ at a couple of different companies, wanted me to do the voiceover for on-air productions. Mm -hmm. And um, I was actually on a few TV shows when I was a kid. Back in uh, in Florida, where the Universal Studio used to be, uh, there used to be the Nickelodeon Studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on Wild and Crazy Kids. I was uh, they used to have something called The Big Health, and I was actually one of the kids they interviewed for that. Wow! And uh, I was actually on a pilot for a new TV show that never got picked up, but it's still fun. I have the home video of that. So, <laughs> oh, fantastic! Is that how you got into acting, or were there other were there other aspects to it? Uh, there were other ways I got into it. Uh, when it came to voice acting, my father told me, hey, you're a character. And <laughs> he told me, I swear to God, Chris, you're going to spend your time when you're an adult in a padded room talking to yourself. Because I was always like the crazy, like black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very happy to prove him right. So uh, <laughs> how I uh, got into voice acting, like I said, I was doing, um, I don't really consider like being a DJ voice acting. It just, you're basically kind of, you know, just talking, what have you. Um, mm. I well, I kind of did that. And then a friend of mine introduced me to this website called the Voice Acting Alliance. Mm. So I did a few uh, free projects here and there. And actually a publication company and an, off, and an author reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I heard you on this one radio play. Uh, would you be interested in auditioning for my audiobook? And it was actually my first really big paycheck. And... I said to myself, well, I always wanted to do voice acting. Mm-hmm. I, I do love acting. I've done a lot of theater my entire life. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I got to put the right foot forward and get coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I got coaching and, you know, it's always a journey because uh, you consider yourself a voice acting professional student because you're ne- you're never, you're never stop learning. You never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Even the professionals who've done it for 20, 30 years, they're learning. You're always learning. So you're never like, I'm the grandmaster and I know everything. <laughs> no. There's a, there's a fallacy where people who know very little think they know a lot. But then the more you learn, you realize there is so much I don't know. Oh, yeah. Since the pandemic started, mm-hmm. there's been so even more. So there always was. But there's been so many like I call them fake coaches mm-hmm. who are, uh, oh, I've done, you know, a few of these type of productions. I've done a few anime productions. I could be your coach. I could do this. And mm-hmm. I just see people. So many people get ripped off. I'm on this website called Fiverr where I'm going to give my professional voiceover service and sell it for five bucks. And I'm like, no, like you're really hurting the industry. I go around and I actually, uh, I speak at a lot of conventions about voice acting. I just say, here's what I, here's what I know. Here's the path to get started the right way. Overnight success takes about 30 years to get there. <laughs> True. You know, what I, what I learned a lot about acting and voice acting, 
uh, that even if they cut out 80% of the lines, mm. our thought process is, well, I got paid for it, so I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, it, it, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So what would you say are some of the different approaches between the different types of job you uh, you get? Because you mentioned uh, audiobooks, uh, but then commercials mm-hmm. and voice acting for a particular character in a show or a movie, th- those must be incredibly different uh, different approaches. There are different approaches. I would suggest for the audiobook, get to read the background of it and mm-hmm. learn a little bit about the book. And then uh, a lot of times they say, well, you have a, you know, a kind of a high-pitched voice or a mid-to-low voice or a mm. low bass voice. So mm. how could you possibly pull off talking as a female, like how I'm talking right now? And then you slightly just raise your voice a little bit, like, mm-hmm. hey, hon, you want to go out to dinner? Uh, yeah, I could go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Right, where do you want to go? Uh, I think I want to go to uh, that new Italian place on 3rd Street. It's just a matter of, and you have to keep it, everything's about conversational, the big thing right now is conversational like the millennial (laughs) Uh, so when it comes to commercials commercials you're just talking Uh, a great trick i've learned keep Mm -hmm. a picture of your best friend keep a picture of your worst enemy i'm supposed to be angry i'm like all right i hate you and this is why i'm talking to you and you'd be surprised like i actually have a uh my daughter's little stuff pikachu (laughs) and i always talk to her and before i begin a script with commercials i have a a lead-in where I just will actually will talk to it and then get right into the script because mm-hmm. now is Pikachu the one that you're angry with? <laughs> no, he's usually the one uh, I'm happy with, or she. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, a, a gender ambiguous Pikachu. <laughs> exactly. Characters or video games. You know, you read the background a little bit and try out different voices. Uh, mm-hmm. What I love is I always give at the very least two takes, unless they specifically ask not for it. And those two takes are going to be different. I mean, these casting directors are listening to audition after audition after audition. And if they don't like what they hear in the first 15 seconds, on to the next. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of change up a line, it kind of makes them stop and go, oh, well, hang on. And then they kind of like, they listen a little more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then the second take, I'll go with their read. And no one knows what they want until they hear it. Mm. I I can't tell you how many scripts I've got where they said, we need a, we need a youthful millennial voice, but needs to have an old soul. Well, does he want to have an old soul or does he want to be youthful? Uh, he needs to talk in a higher tone, but keep a bass sounding, booming voice. Those what? are two different conflict. And you think I'm lying. No, all these scripts. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, uh, or sometimes uh, I'll give him the same direction, but I'll kind of speak in my upper registry. And mm. the second take, I'll go a little more in my lower registry. That would mm-hmm. be kind of, okay. And there's different techniques. You kind of like, you're relaxing, you know, you, I'll put my hands in my pocket. Like I'm just hanging out with my buds or what have you. Yeah. And when it comes to character work, I completely go all in. I like to embody that character. Mm-hmm. And the whole part is I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm Italian. So I always speak with my hands. I'm doing it right now too. Mm-hmm. So I put my whole body into it, but I always keep my face on the microphone because the audience needs to hear me smile. They need to hear me when I'm angry. They need to hear me when I'm crying. Mm-hmm. They need to hear me when I'm laughing to myself. And I just completely go all in with that character. Mm-hmm. And then the second take, I'll kind of pull back a little bit and do it a different approach. I like to keep no two takes the same. Oh, fantastic. Um, so for new actors, what, do you have any advice for them? 
Absolutely. Watch TV shows and TV commercials closely. Mm. Uh, there's a website called iSpot.tv. I believe that's what it's called, mm. where you can watch like a plethora of TV commercials and listen. Don't watch. Listen to how they approach the commercial. And a lot of times you're so like you're tuning them out because they're conversational. Oh. Well, listen to how they pronounce certain words. The key is over here. The key is over here. The key is over here. Mm -hmm. The key is over here. The key is over here. And it's just mm. putting different emphasis on each word different times, and they can sound completely different, even though it's the same sentence. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to that and get coaching. I, I can sympathize with uh, young, particularly young actors in rural areas, because very often, uh, if it's a really, re really rural area, there is nothing, there is nothing happening. But um, yeah. so I would really, really recommend um, on, on my part, I would recommend um, radio plays because you mentioned you were in an early one. And I think they're fantastic for learning how to use your voice in particular to signal whereabouts you are and what you're doing. But also just make one with your friends if you you know if you want to practice but you don't you there aren't any local theater productions to get into get your friends together and make a radio play it'll Absolutely. be yeah it'll be fun i'm a i'm a huge huge nerd so what i do is i play dungeons and dragons with my buddies uh -huh. and that's, you know we go around and we'll do different voices of the character and we'll laugh about it even when we play online games we'll do that when we stream uh i don't really stream as much but Mm -hmm. When we do that, uh, I actually used to do something called LARPing, which is live action <gasps> role playing. So mm -hmm. I still I still do that every now and then. It's so, so good. It's it so is. much fun. <laughs> in a way, like people are like, oh, that's a huge nerd thing. Well, yeah, it is. But it's yes, also like that's why it's great. <laughs> it's acting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you, uh, uh, if you have a chance, go back and listen to our episode on LARPing, because it's just myself and uh three of my friends who all larp and it's just a solid like however long the episode is of us absolutely nerding out <laughs> oh i could talk about larping all day it's something i've been doing for let's see i'm not gonna say how old i am but mm -hmm. probably <laughs> wow 17 years you're never too old for larp no never Never. <laughs> so now that I've thoroughly derailed this conversation, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, what were some of the challenges that you encountered uh, in your acting journey and how did you overcome them? One of them was um, I made a two demos with this one coach. Mm -hmm. um, the coach I thought was good, but their style of like coaching was I, I always thought odd. And when I made my demo, I went spent a real a lot of money with them. I would say for the three demos mm. and to be listed on their website, I think it was somewhere around five grand. Mm. Five thousand dollars US. And I it was a lot of money. And at the time, you know, it, it was I was working like crazy and doing voice acting. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it was it was a big financial hardship that hit me. And when he did make my demos, I thought they were great. But one of my good friends was like, hey, you know, I hear a lot of room tone. And at the time, I had a very, very bad lisp. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. And you could really hear it in my demos. Mm -hmm. And I sent my demo to hundreds of agencies. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what the, the first impression of me was. So looking back, I, I said, listen, can I redo these demos? 
And the coach said, no. So I'm like, well, you know, that's, and technically they still owe me a demo. If they're not in the business for at least 10 years, five Mm -hmm. to 10 years. And if they haven't booked significant jobs and if they're not represented by multiple accredited agencies, don't Mm -hmm. go with them. I even remember working with another coach and, you know, I, I spoke to a good friend of mine and, you know, long story short, uh, they were more, they were more like, uh, this type particular company was more like a demo mill, which basically, Hey, come in, make a demo and you're off your way. There was no coaching Mm. with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, that's great. So Mm -hmm. it was like a few very expensive mistakes I made. Well, it's very generous of you to share your experience and your knowledge so that other people don't have to make those expensive mistakes. You can be very self-critical of yourself when you go into voice acting and you just have to get over that. It's easier said than done because there'll be moments where I'm like, "Ah, I don't know about this. I'm getting down when, you know, again, a lot of advice from some of my my wonderful coaches that have said, just audition and forget it. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. Just say it, talk it, take it good. Or record it if it's not due immediately. Walk away, list, come back in an hour and do it again. Oh, very good. Very good advice. Um, one thing that I know uh, that you've mentioned is an important subject to you is fair pay for voice actors. So could we, could we talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, there's actually a story going on right now with uh, a voice actor named Beverly. I believe her name is Beverly Standing. I could be wrong. Mm. Um, A lot of people on TikTok use the voice-to-text app. That's Mm. actually her voice. A few years ago, she did some uh, work with a Chinese company about, you know, which was like talking-to-text type work. I could Mm. be a little wrong in saying that. uh, Forgive me. And essentially, TikTok are using her voice and they're not paying her for it. So she's actually suing TikTok and say, if you're using my voice, you got to pay me for it. Mm-hmm. And it's, abs- it's absolutely right. Yeah. Like they're using her, vo- her voice for her, for their app. And how many times do you go on TikTok and hear the, you know, text? Yeah. App? I think nearly every other video. Exactly. And sh- the, and the poor woman's not getting paid for that. So luckily she suited up with a great a- attorney uh, named Robert. I'm going to mispronounce his last name. I'm sorry. Skep. Scampelia, I think it is. I could be, I'm mm. probably butchering it. And he's actually an attorney for voice actors and he's a voice actor himself. Hey. So they're really taking this on. And there's a hashtag going on saying hashtag stand with Bev. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to fair pay, is don't be a sellout. Okay. There's been a number of times where I've turned down uh, big paying jobs because in the long run, it's completely unfair how they're paying me. Mm. One job is particular. They wanted to pay me $2,000 to do this one job. But then I was looking at unlimited use. There's no renewal and everything. That's a complete ripoff. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry. Like, here's like, and I, and I completely sent them like a reproposal, like saying like, here's like the fair rates. And you just said like, well, no, it's 2K or nothing or walk away. And I said, all right, I'll walk away. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and the sad part is people will take that job without thinking in the long run, how much you're getting ripped off. And there's actually a, a great website called the Global Voice Acting Academy. They actually have a rate guide on there. And if you go on Facebook and if you're a professional and you join the group and ask a question, I would say look for the question first in the search mm-hmm. option. If you say, hey, you know, I'm doing a voiceover for a client. I'm trying to understand where can I find information on this? 
And uh, the man who made the rate guide, David Toback, and the founder, David Rosenthal, mm-hmm. he will, they will say, hey, it's located right here on the guide, but your situation is a little unique, so I would charge it as this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to, now I don't want to sound egotistical or anything like that, but if it's for a project, you know, that I go in and I charge a flat fee for that for no matter what the project is. Mm-hmm. Now, there will be certain circumstances because I'm not union, I'm not with a Screen Actors Guild or SAG, Mm -hmm. I will work a lot with, a lot of times, independent video game companies. Mm -hmm. And I love working with them because the independent video game companies, their visuals and their imagination is incredible. And I've done a number of voiceovers for them and I love doing it. Now, I'm not saying I'm always agreed to be completely ripped off, but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know. Uh And then I see people a lot of times who said, hey, you know, I did this animation work. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's awesome. You really great. And I remember I was talking to someone, I'm like, hey, man, I auditioned for that project. The, the rate was really low. Dude, mm. that is horrible. How mm. could you work for that? You deserve so much more. All we're saying is you deserve so much more. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go hire an inexperienced electrician. I'm going to hire a professional. And if his cost is an old saying, judge me not by my winners, judge me by my losers because I have so few. That's a point you were talking about. You deserve, you are worthy. And um, I think that might be something that people with self-esteem issues, just because you don't think highly of yourself. You were mentioning earlier, don't not bringing down the rates for other people. And if you're selling your talents for cheap, then that's sending it. So if you can't, if you can't do it for yourself, if you mentally can't think I am worth it, maybe if if you're very good at thinking of others and thinking, Oh, I, I would always put others before me. Maybe think about them in that regard and go, well, if I don't demand a good rate, then they might mistreat the people that I love and care about. Exactly. And a, a perfect example is that when I told this one company my rate and they said, well, here's the rate we have. I said, well, you know, with your, the usage you want to have, this is my rate. They said, all right, we're going to go on Fiverr and find someone cheaper. That's literally what they said to me. And I said, very, very politely, go pound salt. <laughs> very, very professionally, of course. <laughs> yes, <And> completely professionally. <laughs> six uh. months later, that same person contacted me basically saying, hey, listen, the guy we hired was horrible. We'll pay you your rate. Can you do it? So they Mm -hmm. actually lost more money and more time. And, (laughs) you know, a lot of man hours trying to go the cheaper way. Mm -hmm. I mean, people seem to value quantity and in reality, it's quality. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's it's like uh, getting a repair done like we were talking about electricity it's like getting a repair done to your plumbing but getting it done really badly you're just gonna have to pay for another repair exactly Mm -hmm. i mean i'm gonna go with uh you know i'm not gonna go hire a chef who says oh yeah i always use the cheapest ingredients i have until i find something that works and i stick with it um no i'm i'm gonna be putting that in my body no thank you (laughs) please please no no yeah (laughs) Uh, so that's that's fantastic that's a uh, that is definitely a conversation that ha- needs to happen more and i'm really i feel privileged that i was able to talk about that with you on on this show so thank you very much absolutely um so what is next for you in your career what are your aspirations 
So uh, I always plan to get into more of the e-learning field. I do a lot uh, lately. I'm doing a lot of explainer videos, whiteboard illustration, on-hold messaging, commercials. Uh, commercials is always the big bucks. Whatever field you want to go into, whether it's animation, video games, make that demo and a commercial demo. I want to be in a lot more video games because I love doing that. Uh, I have done work for animation. I'm looking to get more in that and mainly explainer videos because as much as I um, dislike medical narration because of the excruciating terminology used in the sentences and you have to make it sound conversational it's actually pretty fun and you actually learn a lot while reading it hmm. so uh that's really next for me is just to be more successful by next year to increase my profits by 50 percent is a good mind goal set mm -hmm. uh, might be a little high but you know to book more work make more connections and i'm also working on two new demos right now I actually hey. just created one. I'm making a new commercial demo and a new e-learning demo. Nice. Good on you. Well done. Thank you. Actually, I was th talking about um, video games and I, I felt the need to ask you because you, you seem like somebody who would know an actual answer to this. So when people play video games, they often comment on the voice acting uh, and sometimes they'll say, oh, that's really, that's really good quality. But more often than not, they're talking about the bad quality stuff. And I suppose, are there things that can happen in the booth that makes that happen? And are there ways to avoid that, a sort of dead sounding or not invested sounding delivery? A lot of times uh, it, it works on a good combination. It's the right voice actor working with a really good voice director. Mm. And, you know, the voice actor is going to do what the voice director tells them to say. Mm. So a, a lot of people will blame the actor. Yeah. And, you know, they'll say, well, you know, they record multiple takes. There's been a lot of times where I recorded multiple takes. Uh, there was a video game I was in called uh, Brigadine Grand Edition when they brought it over to America. It was originally a Japanese game. Mm -hmm. And I voiced several main characters in that game. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, why did you pick that take? Why did you pick that take? Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a team sitting there. And I, I encourage everyone to go look at uh, William Shatner uh, audio bloopers where, oh. you know, the director says, hey, read you like this. Read it like that. Okay. And he reads it completely uh, like over the top and ridiculous. And the voice director says, no, no, here's like, well, but that's what you wanted. I'm just, you know, giving you what you wanted. I always like to give multiple takes. Uh, it's just a good combination mm -hmm. with everyone, you know. Sometimes mm -hmm. we, a lot of times we'll get a line and we're like, that really doesn't make sense. And we're like, we'll ask him, how do you mean by this? Here's what I mean. Okay. And we'll read it that way. And in our mind, I'm like, that sounds completely wrong. And, you know, the team would be like, oh, that's awesome. We love it. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, it, it's a bit unfair mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, how actors will get blamed. But there is a team mm -hmm. right there. There are directors and producers saying, looking over. That's a fantastic response. Thank you. When you're looking at a product, there's more than just one person in, involved. And maybe before piling hate on top of an actor or, a, or even a director or a, a particular animator, maybe just think about how there's a whole process there. Yeah. Or a lot of times they'll be replacing previous voice actors. Uh, for mm. instance, when they brought back the Powerpuff Girls, mm. they didn't bring back any of the original voice actors. Blossom mm. Butters or Bubba, they had a whole new 
whole new actors. The production, I think they maybe hired them for a lower rate, or mm. they just wanted they just wanted a whole new branding, which is completely fine. <laughs> and you know, the worst part is like the original voice actors they didn't know about it until it came out. Oh, whoops! Wow, they're like. And they even said, like, we're not blaming the actors, but we're blaming the production team. And everyone was taking out on the actors, saying, oh, these are horrible. And they're like, we're not, and they're, they're like, we're not attacking the actors. We're attacking the company. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, for instance, David Hayter, who played Solid Snake. He was uh, an amazing Solid Snake. He mm-hmm. decided to go with a different guy for the remake. Why? Who knows? You know, could be, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted a different approach. I remember um, an actor who was uh, actually replacing uh, another actor on a very popular show. Um, I won't say the show because everyone will know it and know who I'm talking about, but he sounded identical. And he even said, oh, yeah, I actually went in and auditioned for this character because they were renegotiating his contract. And they actually wanted to have him not voice so many characters. They wanted mm. to voice so few. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you know, a, a, just I always encourage everyone like, well, you know, it's not just the actor. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is a team listening in and everything. For a fun one to round this all off, um, what would your dream role be? I would say my dream role would be a main character in the next Final Fantasy video game. Mm, good choice. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, anime always has a big spot in my heart. Um, and it's a great, great marketing tool to utilize. But, you know, something big like that or uh, to be on a, a new cartoon on Cartoon Network. Oh, that, that sounds lovely as well. You know, that's kind of like the big goal. And uh, it's certainly a realistic goal, it's, mm-hmm. but it's all about, you know, honing my craft and training. And you never stop. You never stop training. Mm-hmm. You're always learning. Well, on that excellent point, uh, thank, thank you very much for coming to speak to me. It's been an incredibly enlightening experience. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really blessed. You know, I'm glad to, I can go on and on and talk about voice acting and LARPing so, <laughs> or Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a huge nerd, so. <laughs> we might have to have you back then. <laughs> I'd love to be. In the meantime, is there anywhere that uh, the listeners can find more of your work? Maybe help uh, you know if you have any projects that they can help fund or support. Sure, uh, you can always check out my website, which is datolivoiceovers dot com. My last name is spelled D A T T O L I, and I'm also on Instagram, Twitter at Chris Datoli VL. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris. TikTok too. Oh, and TikTok. Fantastic. (laughs) And I always like to leave everyone with a uh, quote that I like to live by. Uh, Growing old is inevitable. Growing up is optional. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean you be irresponsible and, you know, you forego your bills and play video games all night or, Mm. you know, you do something irresponsible, like quit your job and pursue voice acting (laughs) full time. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. What's the big deal about having fun? I mean, my kids love when I go silly. My wife likes it and hates it sometimes. So, you know, I mean, that's the whole reason why I got in voice acting because I want mm. to help like that feeling I get when I play a good video game and I get that really emotional scene. I like to bring that to people. I'm completely silly when I go in the booth, uh, no matter what I'm doing. I literally bled, sweat, cried through my voice out, everything. Mm -hmm. So 
blood, sweat, and tears, as I say. I've done all that in the booth. And it's all about having fun. Because if you're not having fun, then why are you doing it? I get to be a big kid all the time. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Well, I guess that's that's something if people are even thinking about getting into voice acting or that kind of work, that's another huge incentive. You get to you get to have fun and you get to keep playing. Absolutely. Wonderful. Oh, brilliant. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rosie. You have yourself a great day and thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to suggest or submit a short story or a subject you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.